You're listening to a podcast from the Open University. So what is this dark and mysterious underworld of computer malware? And how much do we know about the extent of what it can do? David M. of Kaspersky Lab says his virus analysts come up against some 35,000 threats a day, which they track down using a number of methods, such as web crawlers. These are little programs that download from websites and then we can analyse the code that's there to see if it's infected. We have uh, things called uh, honeypots. A lot of this malicious code comes through spam emails. Well, we have email addresses that look perfectly normal and they attract spam and we can then look at the spam to see if there's any uh, malicious code there. Most of those are analysed in an automated way. If we need to do any sort of hands-on analysis, then we would typically be using debugging tools. This is a very skilled process, which a number of security companies undertake. Different companies give different names to the same viruses, but David M says there is a degree of standardisation. What we do have a fair degree of standardisation on is the sort of overall categories of Trojan, of worm, of virus. And so, you know, you can normally sort of tell from that what kind of threat it is. And actually, there are even mechanisms used across the industry so that, you know, people can check, you know, we might call it Keto, somebody else calls it Config, or somebody else calls it Down Adup, and you can see that we're using the same threat. Also, what tends to happen is, if we do a description for a threat on our website, then it might well be, if we know other people use different names, we'll put them there as aliases so people know. Understanding the structure is more important than actually naming the virus. But that can be a problem too, because viruses are often designed to hide their presence and behaviour from analysts. One of the common methods used today is what's called a rootkit. And a rootkit really is just an invisibility cloak for a computer program. It stops you seeing the evidence that it's there. Um, So what they try to do is to get their hooks into the system at as low level as possible so that they operate a bit like the operating system itself. You don't see it, it just does useful things. And because it's an invisibility cloak, you don't see what the Trojan is doing. So given that most of us don't possess magical powers, what can mere mortals do to minimise their risk? As well as having up-to-date antivirus software installed, you should patch your system regularly and switch on automatic updates. Then there are basic rules of thumb. Don't click on links in emails that have come from people you don't know. Don't click on the unsubscribe link because all you're doing is confirming to the spammer that you've got a live email address. Don't respond to links in instant messages. They can create what are called chatbots, which are robots, but they start off sounding like a person. Hello, how are you? Thought you might like this link. And you think it's just somebody else, but it isn't. Only respond to people you know. Um, So all of those really are are, are the rules. And the final one I would say to people is, if you are socialising or shopping online or banking online, only do it on secure sites. Look in the bottom right-hand corner of your browser and see that there's a padlock. You know, the key is, really, this is not that different to the real world. You know in the real world there are muggers, there are pickpockets, there are people who could attack you with a knife. But it doesn't mean that you're you're at imminent danger of that. We take 
precautions. You know, we don't go down dark alleys at night. We stay together with our friends when we come back from a party. And the same is true online. Yes, there is a threat and it is a real threat, but you can at least minimise your exposure to that risk. The Trojan Defence was presented by Ian Kennedy, who is studying a PhD in the use of static and dynamic analysis to study the impact of malware on a forensic computer investigation at The Open University. You can find out more about research and courses in computer forensics by going to www.mcs.open.ac.uk.